You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, December 24th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Takeaway Tuesday. Happy, happy Christmas, New Year's Eve to you and yours on the eve of the birth of Jesus Christ. Hope you're enjoying this day. And, you know, as I mentioned on yesterday, and I hope you really enjoyed yesterday's HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we really got in-depth with respect to the game between North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State. Gave you some highlights uh, and so forth. On today's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, we're going to take a look at the final box to row HBCU coaches and media polls, whereas North Carolina A&T named HBCU National Champs for the third Year in a row, let's run down the coaches' poll. North Carolina A&T receiving 16 first-place votes at the top of the poll, followed by Florida A&M at number two, who received three first-place votes. Alcorn State, number three. South Carolina State, number four. Southern was number five. Bethune-Cookman, number six. Alabama A&M, number seven. Grambling, eight. Prairie View A&M, nine. And Alabama State, Others receiving votes included Arkansas Pine Bluff, who received four votes. Hampton, Jackson State each received one vote. Uh, when looking at the media poll, North Carolina A&T received all but one first place vote, and that's consistent, uh, semi-consistent, uh, at least where with the media poll had been the last couple of weeks. I say that uh, because obviously – and, and we'll get into it. Let's let's go down the poll. Florida A&M received one first place vote. Uh, it was number two or is number two. South Carolina State, number three. Alcorn State, number four. Bowie State is number five. Southern is number six. Bethune-Cookman, number seven. Grambling is eight. Savannah State is nine. And Miles is ten. Others receiving votes include Virginia State, eight, uh, eight votes. Uh, Fayetteville State, three. Alabama A&M, two. And Prairie View A&M won. I, I go back to the media poll. Actually, in the previous week, uh, I think it was actually A&T received nine first place votes and A&M received six first place votes. A&M or A&T still had uh, the majority of the points. I think with if anybody watched that Celebration Bowl, if you watched the Celebration Bowl, um, clearly, I mean, when you look at the best team in all of HBCU football, clearly um, it's it's North Carolina A&T. If you watch that uh, that game, because Alcorn State, as I mentioned yesterday, made a lot of adjustments, started scoring a bunch of points um, in the second half, and really A&T could not stop Alcorn State's offense. 
at the same time, Alcorn State couldn't stop A&T's offense, where A&T is known more for its defense, not necessarily for its pass game, and um, that got absolutely obliterated, but it got obliterated by uh, box-to-row All-America Felix Harper, who's absolutely phenomenal. Again, it's a lot different when you see him in person. But if you watch that football game, to me, and this is just to me, I watched, and I've seen Florida A&M play you know, in person, and, and Florida A&M has, has a very, very good football team. But watching that football game, I saw the best two teams in HBCU football play on Saturday in Atlanta at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. It was a phenomenal football game. Um, you know, it went back and forth. Uh, and you know, I think, unfortunately, you know, I know, I know Rattler Nation, uh, not happy, but I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the day, you have to be um, to be named uh, national champs. I think if you look at uh, what the coaches uh, have stated, uh, the majority of the coaches and, and the majority of the media, you you have to be a participant in the the system. And again, I want to reiterate that the Celebration Bowl, uh, just because you play in the Celebration Bowl, doesn't make you national champs. It's still uh, where HBCU football is. It's still uh, sort of where you go back to the old BCS uh, format where at the end of the day, you have what's called the BCS National Championship game, but it's still, at the end of the day, a vote that determines uh, the national champion and where teams ultimately are placed. It's the same situation here. It just so happens that in the quote-unquote Celebration Bowl era uh, that the top two teams uh, have played in the Celebration Bowl or, uh, yeah, so when that when that next-to-last poll has come out, uh, for the last five years, the top two teams um, have been uh, participants in the Celebration Bowl, and the winner has ultimately been named national champion. I think Florida A&M has an argument. Um, Florida A&M beat um, uh, North Carolina A&T. The issue is, however, now, I think Florida A&M had Florida A&M played Alcorn State, had beaten Alcorn State, I think Florida A&M would have had more of an argument. At the end of the day, Florida A&M did beat a and You know, I liken it a little bit to how the MEAC does its format in terms of if the top teams have the same number of losses, then the teams share the title. For instance, let's look, even look, we've had a lot of sharing of the titles the last couple of years in the MEAC, but let's even look back at this season, South Carolina State, North Carolina A&T, both had two losses. They, Even though A&T beat South Carolina State head-to-head, both shared the title. Why? Because you had other factors in play. You had, you know, you had uh, other teams that were in play, and this team beat that team and all of those kind of things. And it's, it's not the same situation here, but it's a similar situation in, in the fact that Florida A&M didn't play Alcorn State. So we don't know, you know, what that looks like. If Florida A&M and, and, and you know, Florida A&M needed to be in the Celebration Bowl. And unfortunately, Florida A&M was not. And that really is 
more of the reason why Florida A&M is not HBCU national champs and lost to Bethune Cookman. I mean, you can talk about beating A&T all day. That's fine. But you, but Florida A&M lost to Bethune Cookman, who A&T and uh, who A&T beat. So I mean, you know, you 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 can talk about that all day. But I think in this particular year and in this situation, you had to be a participant in the process, which is uh, this year and has been the last five years, the Celebration Bowl, and Florida A&M was not a participant in that. Uh, had Florida A&M been eligible, they certainly would have played in um, in the Celebration Bowl, had it beaten Alcorn State, then you have more of an argument. But I think the argument is lessened. Just because you beat A&T doesn't mean that, uh, and I know, a lot of people saw it that way because you had a lot of a lot of votes where Florida Annan was number two and you had some votes where uh, they were voted number one. And that's fine. The argument and uh, in, in my opinion, I'm not going to call it an argument. Uh, I'm going to call it an opinion. And in my opinion, because Florida Annan was not part of the process, um, did not play Alcorn State, beat A&T, lost to Bethune, who lost to A&T. You, you know, it's a vote. And at the end of the day, you know, the voters vote how they feel. And I think at the end of the day, part of it is what you saw. And I think what the voters saw on Saturday was that North Carolina A&T or the majority of the voters, not all the voters, because obviously you had some voters that voted for Florida A&M. And it, there's all kind of reasons why voters vote the way they vote. I mean, maybe at the end of the day, Maybe there's a voter that voted for Florida A&M uh, as the top team who still thought A&T was the best team on paper but voted for Florida A&M because it beat A&T. There's so many and I'm not I don't I don't know that to be a fact. I'm just saying there's r- different reasons why people vote the way that they vote. We don't know those reasons. And so but I think in my opinion at the end of the day you have to be part of the process. Florida A&M was not part of the process. If you looked at the eye test and what you saw on TV uh, or at the game, if you were at the game, you saw a North Carolina A&T football team, uh, at least uh, from an offensive perspective, uh, that could com- have competed in the national playoffs with some of these other teams. I mean, I, and, and I say that, I mean, I realize, you know, you have the, 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 the North Dakota states of the world who, by the way, a is going to open the season at North Dakota State next year. So you're, we're really going to see where a and is in the, uh, in the FCS landscape. Uh, I think we got a little bit of a taste of where a and was in the FCS landscape last year when a and defeated Jacksonville State. But this is a whole nother level when you're talking about North Dakota State. Uh, but uh, uh, again, I think what you saw uh, on Saturday from an offensive perspective, I mean, you saw an A&T team that could, could have competed in the FCS playoffs. So, you know, those are my thoughts uh, on uh, both the box-to-row coaches and media polls. Um, you know, I, I think to, to me, you know, I would have had all corn. I would have all corn state ahead of Florida A&M. Why? Again, because all corn state 
was part of the process. I don't think you penalize Alcorn State because Alcorn State lost to A&T. If you look at Alcorn State's losses, lost to Southern Miss to open the season, lost to McNeese State, lost to Grambling, and I can understand, you know, why. I mean, I, I have no problem with the poll, quite frankly, and I have no problem with where Florida A&M sits. Um, just in my opinion, uh, I think in the process, Alcorn State was part of the process, and I would not penalize Alcorn State. Remember, going back to last week, Alcorn State was number one and A&T number two in the coaches' poll, and then A&T was number one, and Alcorn State uh, was number two. I think when you're talking about a final poll, the way that I, I, would, I wouldn't really look at uh, anything, I wouldn't look at any of the other polls. In other words, so, and then some voters, I think sometimes, uh, may vote and looking at last week's poll, uh, where a team, whether a team won or lost, et cetera, and then rank the teams that way. To me, I think with the final poll, the way you rank a final poll, and this is my opinion, is you look at the best 10 teams over the course of the 2019 season. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I, I, I think that um, if you look at it from that perspective, I think, you know, Florida A&M would be, uh, you know, right there uh, at number two. Uh, but again, I think because A&M was not part of the process, um, uh, it, it, it certainly wasn't going to be named national champs um, to me. Uh, I, I would have had Alcorn State at number two, but I think where Florida A&M is, is at number two, I think is a good seating. And I have, you know, I think I think it's it's a good poll. I think the coaches did an excellent job, as they always do. I think the media does an excellent job, as it always does, uh, in terms of covering HBCU football, knowing uh, the teams. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty satisfied with where the poll is sits the final poll sits for 2019 those are my thoughts on the coaches and media polls your thoughts hit me up or hit us up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w while you're there follow us also on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w have a very very merry christmas a wonderful safe and Happy New Year. This is going to be the last HBCU Football Daily Podcast, um, most notably, or probably, I should say, uh, for the season. We may come back in February, of course, as we do each and every year, rank the top 10 HBCU recruiting classes. We may do um, a uh, podcast behind that. And we may do a podcast from time to time. But I think what we're going to do, we're going to switch from the HBCU Football Daily Podcast beginning uh, in January and go to more of a general uh, podcast beginning in January. And, of course, with that general podcast, you can download it uh, at BoxToRow.com as well uh, as on iHeartMedia.com as well. Have, a again, a wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Safe New Year, and I'll talk with you. Uh, matter of fact, on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row, it's going to be our year in review show. Some of the great interviews that we had uh, from the months of July through December will be part of our year end review show. On a radio station near you, on our website at boxtoro.com, you can find a list of affiliates that carry the program. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Rejoices for yonder breaks. 
Oh, pray, shall see.